Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Dear Former In-Laws. This is your host, Enna Georgette Inwek. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. Thank you for those of you who are joining me for the first time. Welcome and kudos and welcome back to those who have been following me and rocking with me for some time. I am so happy to be here. It's been a long time. What we're not going to do is give a whole speech about why I have been gone. We'll leave that for the YouTube channel. What up, everyone? It's your girl, and all fine girl, no pimples. How are you doing? Are you doing okay? I'm doing okay. Welcome to today's topic. We're going to talk about being in touch with someone. Should you reach out to someone having not heard from them in a while or if you stepped away from them, or maybe you ghosted them, or maybe you broke up with them, or maybe you don't even know what happened and you all just parted ways. Let's talk about it. My first experience with wanting to know if I should reach out to someone came, as we know, in the form of my divorce. My experience was there was a situation One of the scenarios was I reached out to a lawyer who told me to go back to the house where my ex was to find him, to beg him to make sure that we could have a friendly divorce. But unbeknownst to me, that was anything that he was not interested. That was not something he was interested in. But the idea of picking up the phone or going to approach someone who you know doesn't wish you well. That was a new concept to me. And needless to say, it was horrible what came out of that. In that instance, today I have enough information to say I should have never reached out because it would be detrimental to my mental health in the long run or in the short run for that matter. But we don't always have access to information like that. Sometimes we feel warm and fo- warm and fuzzy. <laughs> Sometimes we feel warm and fuzzy about someone. And we think, should I reach out? Or sometimes we have something to say where we feel incomplete. I want to call and get closure. Or perhaps I want to call and apologize. I want to call and tell the person that they were right. Or I want to call and tell the person about this good thing that's happening to me. Or what they caused to happen to me. And I want to ask them for explanations. Or I want to tell them something. Whatever your reason is, I am curious What are the scenarios that would make you reach out to someone that you haven't heard from before or in a long time, for example, an old flame, former friends? Let's talk about it. I don't believe we're going to be able to have this conversation in its entirety because the different options and the scope of where you want to reach out to somebody and how far it could go and the different scenarios are just far too many to complete in a single podcast. But we'll talk about a few scenarios. And I'm going to give you three examples for me that made this topic relevant because I had this conversation with a group of people, as always, these type of conversations inspire podcasts. I have three scenarios where I reached out to someone or where, where someone reached out to someone that all had different outcomes. And let's just start, let's just start by saying... Um, Sometimes you do have to assess the situation. And and this is also not just a question of, do I reach out to the person? There's also the question of, should I be open 
in receiving someone's need to reconnect. And how does one reconnect with someone? Do I send an email? What does that look for? What does that look like for me to try to go back into someone's life? And if you're on the receiving end of it, do you have to? Let's talk about it. I feel like, first of all, it could be very awkward to be in a position where you think, I haven't spoken to someone in a long time and I really want to, but I don't know how they're going to react. My first example is when I reached out to my friend Tanisha. I hadn't spoken to her in over 10 years. We will never really know exactly what happened, but we never had a fight. We fell off. And the way 10 years goes by is crazy. But about five years before I actually reached out to her, I started thinking about her. And each and every time I kept thinking, she probably won't be open. I just assumed. I literally had nothing negative to say about her. And I didn't know if she would be open. And my ego didn't allow me to pick up the phone or email or reach out. So I didn't. But every year I thought about it. I always wanted to. And I felt good about the decision until it was actually time to do so. Well, guess what? Early this year in 2021, I reached out to her and I sent her a message online. At that point, I was unattached to the outcome. I had nothing but good ideas about who she was. And I thought to myself, there's a 50% chance that she will say, hey, It's nice to hear from you. And there was the horrible 50% chance that felt like 80% that she would say, you know, I really liked that you reached out or it was nice to hear from you, but I have nothing to say to you. Or she could just ignore it. Hell, that might have been 100% chance in my head. But somehow, having weighed the pros and cons the best way I could and no ego, and unattached to the outcome, I reached out to her. And guess what? It paid off. She immediately was happy to hear from me. She explained it. And what I like about this particular reunion is that she told me that she wished I would have reached out a while ago. And I told her how long I'd been thinking about it. So if you think there's any chance that you could potentially be thinking about someone that you want to reach out to and you have weighed the pros and the cons, go ahead and do so. But I don't believe every type of reach out is necessary. I got fortunate. What I think is helpful is that when you reach out to someone that you haven't spoken to in a while, that you haven't spoken to in a while, and you have the conversation that needs to be had, for instance... When I reached out to her, we tried to explore what it was that made us not keep in touch. We did it to the best of our ability. Neither one of us could remember what it was. We definitely reminded each other that we had nothing but great impressions of each other. And we began to reminisce about the things that we liked about each other and the things that made us friends back in the day. We also talked about what was possible for the future. Kudos to her for initiating uh, an actual meetup. Now, this was happening in the middle of COVID or right at the end of COVID or so. And, well, I'm assuming that COVID is coming to an end, but it was sometimes this year. And she suggested we do a Zoom call 
or we meet in person. So that's what we did. We met in person. We, we met in person. We asked each other questions about where we were, what we'd been through. And it was very healing as well. We had gone through similar things. So we got to share our now adult stories. Here we were 10 years later of, of relationship woes and relationship celebrations that we got to share with someone who I felt knew me at a time when all was right with my life. So there was a big benefit for me to have reached out to her and to hear her remind me of who she knew me to be. Is there any chance that you could potentially want to reach out to someone who could remind you of when your time was your time in your life was beautiful or bright? For me that was a huge benefit. One of the things that I loved about our particular reunion is the grace that she gave me. There was a big chance that she could have easily said, there's nothing wrong with you. I'm, I appreciate that you reached out to me. However, I have moved forward and I don't see where we can connect. And there would have been nothing wrong with that. But let me tell you, I feel so fortunate that she rewarded my courage with grace and accepted me back into her life. And I get to be a part of her amazing story. And it's amazing to know someone for so long and then find out who they are in today's world. And it turned out to be someone who you think, wow, yes, I missed out on a lot of what that person went through. So you could think, for instance, well, I've missed out on this person's life. They've missed out on my life. But look at where we are today and look at where they are today. And it's a great feeling. If it works out. But there are scenarios where you could also think, should I be in a position to grant someone this type of grace? This leads me to my second example. You've known someone for a long time or for a short time. You've been out of touch and they reach out to you. Just because you have Just because you have positive impressions or a great experience with someone from your past, how do you know that it's, quote, the right thing to do to bring them back into your life? Here's what's real. You don't know. You don't know. In the case of Tanisha and I, we were very honest with where we were and what we were trying to do today. And it just happened to be a good fit for coming back into each other's life. You don't know if you reach out to someone that they're going to reject you or not. But I had to make that call and reach out to her when I was able to be unattached to the potential rejection. Because there's, there's a need to be vulnerable when you make that. You'll, you're, you're being vulnerable with the possibility that the other person could still not care about what you're trying to do. And it could be for their own self-preservation, it could be their boundaries, it could be their self-care, and they are allowed to do that. But you also don't get to be entitled about them allowing you into their life. So therefore, you have to manage your expectations. And let's talk about a scenario where you have someone reach out to you? What if you're the person on the receiving end? Do you have to accept every time someone comes into your life or comes back into your life? I've had a scenario 
not too long ago, where I had a great impression about somebody and who they were. But that's the only thing I knew about them. I didn't have access to anything else. And this is where you're unattached as well. One of the things that I believe and one of the things that my divorce journey taught me is that time will show everything. That's what it tells me. I had a scenario where somebody was trying to come back into my life that, for whatever reason, excused themselves purposely on my life, out of my life. They walked out, gave me a reason, and it didn't feel like anything that I would have done, but you have to give people permission to do what they do. So the person gave me a speech and exited my life. And so many years later, I decided to come back with another speech about why they had to do that. I personally was at a point in my life, and I am at a point in my life where I'm really unattached to what people do when it comes to me. I have managed my expectations enough, but I am really big on having boundaries. So unlike Tanisha, who opened the door and trusted me to bring 100% of my vulnerability to the table because I led with it and we had a conversation about it, I did not trust 100% of what this person was bringing back into my life. Let's just call this person Sam. So Sam was coming back into my life and I was open to it, but I didn't trust it. So what I'm saying here in this instance, there are scenarios. There are scenarios where a person coming into your life doesn't necessarily mean you are 100% open to it, but you let them come into your life, but you have your boundaries set up. And that's what I did in the case of Sam. I had boundaries. I had this disclaimers about the extent to which we were going to have this relationship because when someone comes back into your life, you don't know them. And one of the things that Tanisha does very well is continue to ask questions. She asks a lot of questions. She doesn't make assumptions about who you are, what you're doing, or what your thoughts are. And that is very helpful in rebuilding a relationship. She maintains consistency and vice versa. It was beautiful to redevelop this relationship with her. In the case of somebody coming into your life, if I, if in this particular case of Sam coming back into my life, Sam came in verbalizing the fact that he understands the grace that I was giving him, but came in with the entitlement of someone who deserves to be given all access all the time. And to me, I learned that there's different types of grace. And here's what's true. I also opened that door. I also opened the door as though that grace was supposed to be guaranteed because I didn't know how to compartmentalize grace because do you really have to compartmentalize grace? How do you do that? What does that look like? For me, I was trying to give boundaries and speeches about what we will and won't do and when we will do those things. But the fact of the matter is human beings are human beings. And in the instance of me trying to re-invite someone back into my life and not understanding who they are today, it backfired. It backfired. So you have to also lose in 
loosen, <laughs> adjust your expectation or loosen your expectations when it comes to someone coming into your life because you have to get to know someone again. And you cannot build a relationship with who we used to, could have, should have, would have been. Today, Tanisha and I are two different people 10 years later. I'm not the same person that she knew, and she's not the same person that I knew back then. So when it comes to reestablishing relationships, it's important that we re-get to know each other. And when you see things that don't align with who you are, for example, if there are triggers or conversations that make you somehow disconnect from the person, don't ignore it. Bring it up because that person, in my particular case, they didn't know, Sam did not know who I am and who I was today. The third example I want to bring up when you're trying to connect with someone is when you decide to reach out to someone that you know you shouldn't reach out to and you do it anyway. I had a scenario that I will forever be grateful for. Not too long ago, someone told me that they did not have a purpose in their life. I found out that they were not honest with so many people around them. And I thought, perhaps we can connect and perhaps we can have a deep conversation. And I thought that we were having deep conversations based on the friendship that we were trying to build. And the fact of the matter is, Whenever I would hold them accountable to something in particular, a certain type of expectation, basically anything around the phrase integrity, this person was unable to produce, unable to be that for me in that space, to be honest, or for lack of a better word, to be vulnerable. And here's what's real. When I saw that trait with him acting that way with people who are supposed to be loved ones around him. And this is what we do. How many people do you hear telling you stories of how they're being shady or unkind or evasive or putting up fronts with people around them? And then we expect them to be honest and vulnerable and true and accessible emotionally to us? You are a liar. I was a liar deceiving myself that that's what that person could bring to a friendship space with me. So I gave myself the grace to remove myself from that scenario because when people act like that with people that they allegedly care about, when you see them acting unkind and bizarre or something that's just not in sync with who you are to other people, it is just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time that that trait, those tendencies will trickle down to you. So I excused myself from that space. I particularly excused myself from that space because that person, um, this person assumed that something that I said I was passionate about, which is helping women on their journey to rediscovery, was not true. And basically, he he was expressing self-doubt in what it was that I was trying to create for women in my spaces. So I walked away from that situation. It was, it was, it was, it was unkind. Side note, little message. If you are around people who are quick to knock or poo poo on your goal and your dream, stop trying to convince them. Stop trying, stop trying to give a speech. Keep it moving.
Well, you guys, ultimately, I created a good space for myself. But can I tell you that not too long after that, several months later, I thought about this person. I was like, you know what? Let me reach out to them and see how they're doing. I don't particularly want anything from them. And I remember two or three days thinking, oh, should I, should I not? I hope they don't take it the wrong way. I just want to check in. Why did I want to check in? Knowing what I know. I, that, that was just a low self-esteem, bad chess move. But thankfully, they never picked up. They never picked up. And I had the time to assess what made me do that. And this I'm sharing with you because in the instances that I've shared with you, there are so many scenarios that will backfire on you if not thought out properly, if your ego is not resolved, if your self-esteem is not resolved. The podcast is not about how to do, what to do, and when to do it, but for you to really decide proactively if what you are about to do is a good fit for you and whatever outcome it is, whether you reach out to someone, whether you receive grace from someone, whether you give grace to someone, whether you decide to walk away, that you do so unattached to the outcome. When I share these things with you, you know I don't share them with you as a guru. No, ma'am, no, ma'am. I share them with you as someone who is on their journey to learning. I am unattached myself to all of it. It's a journey we're all going on. Remember, I'm on Instagram. There is Dear Former In-Laws. Join me there. Like me there. Let me know what podcast you've heard and what subject you'd like me to cover. I'm also on YouTube. Remember what I always say. It is up to you to make it a great day. Thank you for listening.